What's up and welcome to Rant and Rave Wrestling, episode 47. I'm your host, the Breakfast of Champions, Greg Ovison, and I am joined by the Rainmaker of Mayhem, the Double R Superstar, Roy, the Roy Rowe. Adam Pierce, baby! And since I'm in a good mood this week, I'll announce my other colleague simply as Blake Short. You know that I can never turn down a good pasteurized 2% pint of chalk. Today we will discuss Vince McMahon's new band, Retribution and NXT possibly moving to a new night, all leading into our main event, the R&R Battle Royale featuring Raw, Dynamite, NXT, and SmackDown Live. Before we get to all of that, let's talk about our week. Which one of y'all wants to go first? First of all, I've got breaking news. Uh, if, you, if you check your phone, there is a Mega Charizard raid if anyone is in. Oh yeah, I saw that right before we started. <laughs> um, my week, this week, I had a lot of fun during my... Football, fantasy football drafts, if I could tell. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, I had fun during my drafts. Had a lot of fun with that. Um, I have one last one on Monday, so I'm looking forward to that. And from Ashes to News, album Panic has been on repeat for me all week. Uh, probably one of my favorite albums in the past year, despite it being on the shorter side. And that's it. Uh, I've started rewatching that 70s show, as you guys saw when you came I in saw this that, morning. Yeah. I am really into Both of you watched it? Did you watch it, Blake? No. I didn't think so. Uh, right? I, oh, absolutely. Okay. When when Blake got involved, I was like, what? You Blake, didn't watch Blake TV. doesn't watch TV, yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm finding that I'm paying so much more attention to the adults than I used to, and that like Red and Kitty are becoming my favorite characters. Uh, there was a moment on an episode this morning where they were doing a garage sale, and their neighbors saw one of the gifts that they had given them, and the wife was like, oh, let me run that back in the house. I didn't mean to put it out here. Then the husband saw a gift that they had also given Red and Kitty. And he said, oh, do you want to run this in the house also? And I was like, no, Bob. It was a horrible gift. And I thought it was so funny. I was like, that's definitely me. Um, and it reminds me of something that Raquel had once said to me that was, that was similar, but not exactly the same. And that she said she's at a point in her life where when she watches shows, she's more attracted to the dads than the main characters. So we're hitting similar milestones, I suppose. My coffee this morning tasted like shit. I can't even finish it. The top half tasted like crap, and I'm realizing it's because all of the pumpkin flavor is in the bottom. So now that last little bit I have there is basically just pumpkin syrup, and that's not any better. Kaylee brought me my 3DS back this week. We did not deserve that system. Just going back and looking at the 3D graphics, I really hope that they do a no-glasses 3D screen again soon because it just looks so good. Uh, Blake, I have a question for you on Pokemon Go. Uh, what's up, What man? is a featured shiny? Is that a Pokemon that spawns a lot but you do not get a shiny of? Because that's been my experience so far. I understand that he pops up outside of my house every three seconds, but is there an increased rate? What makes him featured more so than the others? So I believe the featured shinies are actually new shinies. Uh, I may be wrong on that. But that has been my assumption moving forward, that when they announce a featured shiny, it is typically a new shiny that has been released to the wild. Yeah, I haven't got one yet either for him. So. Well, it's really pissing me off. The only thing that pisses me off more are these Team Rocket balloons, because every Shadow Pokemon I catch is zero stars. Yeah. So at this point, I've just started beating the balloon, and then I run away so that the Pokemon gets stuck on the balloon and floats away to die. Because I'd much rather that than catch the damn thing anymore. Okay, that's that's really yeah. rude. And I also caught my second shiny Lotad today. Fantastic. Wow. Okay. 
All right. Uh, so, well, if I can finish talking about my week. Oh, I thought the way okay. you just did it. Sorry. I didn't do anything. I talked, then Blake talked, and then you moved on. And then there was a pause. I go when there's pauses. Anyway. They announced, <laughs> he goes when there's pauses. Yeah. They announced Super Mario All-Stars this week. Have either of you guys seen this? Yeah, but I know where this is heading for me. So, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I thought about it. I, I was like, I know where this conversation's heading, because I Listen, know one of the I'm games not, I'm not going to talk to you about sunshine. it, Blake. Don't worry, but I'm going to let my listeners know. So, I, I have this friend. Either way, I knew this was I have going. this friend, right? I went out of my way to get a copy of Super Mario Sunshine for the GameCube, for him to play. And you guys know how expensive those games are. I mean, they haven't been sold in years. Um, so, I mean, I spent hours looking all over trying to find the right place that was going to give me a deal on this game. But on top of that, he didn't have a memory card. He didn't have a controller. So, I mean, I'm going to store after store, and I am busting my ass to make sure he gets the best possible gift that he can get just for him to spend two hours on the game, um, which I truly didn't plan on bringing up until you just did. I, I just want to comment. So, unfortunately, Sunshine just didn't work for me. I've learned that open world Mario games to a degree don't work as well for me. It seems like the old school open world ones didn't and the newer ones have. I don't know what the change is there, but that's just something that I noticed. Whereas and I think Roy has noticed this now in the past few years, side scrollers always seem to work for me. Did you guys remember all stars on the super Nintendo? I do not. Was all stars the mix of like golf, tennis? No, no, no. it was, um, it was a collection of games, but it was like Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario Brothers oh, okay. 1, um, the second one, stuff like that. So I love that they're redoing it with All-Stars 3D World. You get Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. I'm sold on Mario 64. I haven't played Galaxy, and I kept meaning to, but the game is still $60 everywhere I look. And even the used version is still like 60 bucks, pretty much. It's like 57 used. So I haven't played it yet. So they're doing a limited run, too. It's only available physical and digital until, I believe, March 31st. Once that come, once once that day goes, you can't buy the game anymore. Like March 31st of next year? Correct. Okay. I'm just making sure. Is there this one year, this year This left? year's been weird, and I'm just making sure that you didn't. That it wasn't the second March of this year? <laughs> I'm just, okay. No, I'm just making sure that it wasn't like it, this past March it happened. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, we missed that. 64 was open world as well, right? Yeah. I never played yes. Galaxy. Was that Galaxy also open is world? Similar, but not quite as open. It's just like these little planets you run around. And I I had a Galaxy. Maybe that was the second version of it, it on, the, on Wii. the Wii. Yeah, but I never finished it. Again, I think we noticed a trend here. So open I, world. I've been back and forth on if I was going to buy it. They didn't really do a ton of updates to the game. I think I'm going to do it just to collect it. I don't think I'm going to open it. That was that's it for me for the week. Okay, is my turn? Can I, are you done? All right. So. I have nothing asshole. to really report about this week. Uh, at, like Blake said, I just couldn't wait to interrupt me to talk about <laughs> exactly. I've I have had the new for matches the new album Panic on replay. I kid you not. There there was a day where I listened to it probably seven times. Um, That's a little extreme. N- no, it's not. Uh, I know every word to every song already. It's it's that damn good. Um, the only other album this year that I would put. Close to it, I, I really don't know which one's better to me yet, is the new Amity Affliction album that came out earlier this year. Um, now, if A Day to Remember does release their album this year, like they said, I'm a bit biased. I'm assuming that's going to be my number one. But right now, I think For Ashes the New squeaks above Amity just a little bit. Um, 
Another thing I would like to say, uh, it's not about my week, but I would like to put it out there that I love my wife. My <laughs> wife is amazing. I appreciate everything she does. And now I hope I don't get bitched at because I mentioned her in this podcast. No, that's not how you do it, Greg. You <laughs> you have to wait a few weeks so it seems genuine. Now It is genuine. No, it's not genuine I'm now. just hoping I don't get bitched at now, See, which I'm now going I'm- to because I said that and I understand these things. But at least this time I'm not going to get something put on Twitter like, oh, he forgot to mention this. At least I mentioned something. I, I need I need to ask. Oh, I do have one more thing. Oh, no. I do have one more thing. Well, so, Go ahead and then I'll ask my question. So this week there was a bit of a scare. Um, my mom called panicking. So she, she watched Harper for us one day this week. And my mom is in hysterics talking to Kim. And she says that Harper fell and hit her head on the concrete outside. So my first reaction is, how the hell did this happen? Did she try to walk already? Like, what is going on? So my mom got a new stroller for her. Didn't, didn't realize it wasn't locked. And the whole stroller, like, collapsed. And now she's got this big bruise on the top of her head. But it's it's scary because she's a baby. And it's like... Babies need to take naps. Babies need to do this and that. So I'm like Googling everything. Like, what, what do we do? Um, we called the pediatrician. They never freaking called back, which is pretty annoying. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of a scary part this week. And then last night, we went to dinner. We've been giving Harper food, like different table foods. She, she ate a piece of pizza and she got it stuck in her throat. And I had to literally shove my finger down her throat and scoop it out. By far the, the most stressful week when it comes to worrying about her. All right. Well, that changed the tone of my question, <laughs> but I'm going to ask it anyway. Greg, I've got one simple question for you because we're going to your house tonight for All Out. And I need to know the answer yes, to this question. Yes, there's going to be bacon mac. I mean, dinner at home. I'm eating dinner at home. So I'm going to be honest. That's what I started. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I said she's going to make me that fucking I knew it. Hold on. So she has been saying all week that she was going to. She's not. At least I'm pretty sure she's not because she was afraid that if she did and you guys didn't try it, that it would just be a bunch of bacon mac that she made and just went the ways because no one else tried it. Let the record show that that specific question was only for me to find out whether I was eating dinner at home before I came over. I really, I'll let you guys know what she decides to make if, if she's making something. I don't think it is the bacon mac this time. And that's not just me trying to pull one over. It, it really, I don't think it is. She does have it. Better have some cheese. Well, we have cheese at home. But it's not going to be macaroni and cheese. It's not how this works. It's really. ruined. All right. So anyway, into this week's news, we're going to start off with a fightful report that states that Vince McMahon threatens talent who engage with third-party platforms. Vince sent out a memo this week noting talent would be punished for continued acts of engagement with these third parties. Roy, with many of the talents engaging in TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, etc., do you think this move by Vince is a little too far? Do you think this move takes a lot away from the talent's personal lives? I think that this is a little too far. I think it's a little intrusive. I think it absolutely uh, cuts into the freedoms of their personal lives, but also their professional lives. A lot of people are finding success in these things. And I can under I can almost hear the reasons from WWE. I always try to think of things from both sides, and I... I feel like what WWE would say is they have concerns over the not having control over what the characters are saying and doing. So we've seen a few instances where a wrestler gets on Twitch and maybe says some stuff that WWE wouldn't be super fond of. They look at it as they own these characters, basically. 
So, for example, they feel like they, they own the character Big E, which they do. But, so, for example, Big E on Cameo, they feel like, oh, that's our money. You're making money off of our property. Um, any reason that I can come up with that I think they would give is just not enough for me. I have to imagine that morale is going to sink because of this. I mean, what does this mean for somebody like Xavier Woods if they if they really don't want talent on YouTube? Uh, people like Asuka, who's trying to carve out another living there. I, I just, I don't understand. I think it's definitely a step too far. And I think that we we may see some backlash from this. If, if it truly is, especially YouTube and Twitch. And uh, it's interesting that they would also get rid of TikTok, considering that that's been mentioned on TV. I don't know. The whole thing's weird. But to answer your question, yeah, it's a little too far. Like, yeah, it's too far. When we were talking about this in our group chat last night, I was actually pretty surprised about it originally. I probably shouldn't be. Just knowing Vince and WWE, we've seen stuff like this in the past. But no, I don't think it's fair. Yeah, you can say that the likeness belongs to WWE. But if I make a Twitch account under my regular name and not my wrestling name, that's mine. That should be mine. I, I shouldn't be limited to not being able to enjoy other revenue streams just because I'm a part of a business and a company. I disagree with it. Uh, I don't want to dig too much into the whole independent contractor stuff, but that's another point to be made is, you know, these guys, they already lacking certain benefits as it is. And now you're going to take away stuff like TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, Xavier Woods, I feel bad for him. I'm curious what happens with him. Because you can't just make exceptions for Xavier Woods because his is successful and not for anybody else. I, I disagree with this a lot. I agree with Roy, Roy about the morale. Uh, that boggles my mind. Why you would want to bring morale down. You know this is something that will bring morale down. And if I were a wrestler right now and I'm trying to choose between WWE and AEW, I'm without a doubt not even thinking twice of going to AEW. I didn't bring up the independent contract thing, probably for the same reason as you, and it's we've never read a WWE contract, so we don't know for sure. But it definitely seems like it always favors WWE. If there's enough, they they pick and choose. Sometimes you're their employee, sometimes you're not. the The image that I'm getting at this point is that a WWE contract probably just says "Advantage WWE" and then your signature. Makes sense. Um, so I'll touch on the contract part real quick. It does seem because like there is a contract professional. <laughs> no, I'm just saying to touch on something you said, it does feel like certain guys are on a contract basis. And then you got guys like your Roman Reigns and stuff like that, that are employees of the company where their contract is, is more of you're an employee here where the other ones are like, well, you're on a need to know basis type of thing. If, if we want you here, we want you here. If we don't, we don't. Um, but as far as this goes, I mean, you guys touched on it. I think it's pretty intrusive to their personal lives. I can understand possibly setting some rules to it, some regulations. Um, I mean, look at us. Our jobs, you know, well, um, Blake, you DoorDash. I don't think DoorDash is really looking into it. Um, Roy, you're currently, you know, uh, I don't know how to put it. Uh, I don't want to say quarantine. Yeah. Um, Well, no, you know, furloughed with, with his job and, so you're not getting looked at that way, but like certain jobs will, and CVS used to do it because I got in trouble for it for some dumb reason because I said I was CVS's million dollar man. 
And apparently that was a wrong thing to say, and I got suspended. Well, yes, you, that was amazing. You were that was not amazing. their million dollar all, man. He was one of the worst employees. I was. So if he's yeah. claiming to be their absolute pinnacle, yeah, I'd suspend him too. That's not great representation. Yeah, way of the to company. go, Greg. Somebody took it as I was complaining for working sixteen straight days. Well, I mean, you were gloating. I wasn't complaining. Yeah, I was. But I didn't say anything wrong about the company. I didn't put the company down in any way. Anyway, you but are these not companies who they want representing the company. Exactly. Get the fuck over it. It's yeah, been five years because, and I'm still because about this. people all Keep your name out world. their mouth. It's probably been like almost ten years, bro. It's been, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's definitely been almost ten years. I still years. have the picture of you holding the uh, employee of the month board when I beat your ass. <laughs> I hate you. Anyway, um, I don't, but so uh, I can see them putting down some guidelines to these things, and and I can understand that because companies do say you can't say certain things about the company or do certain things. Um, but as far as completely banning it and telling them that there's going to be fines or suspensions or whatever the case if they don't cease, you know their their involvement in these things, that's too far. That is absolutely too far, especially when you have someone like you said, like. Like uh, Xavier, who's had his YouTube channel for God knows how long. It's got how much, you know, how many views, how many subscribers to it. Um, the people that want to dabble into it because it's become the norm these days, especially with being in quarantine and stuff, not really being able to do much other. It, it's an outlet of entertainment for people. So to take that away is kind of kind of shitty on their part. I I do I do understand cameo. A little bit more than some of the other ones because they are using their likeness right there in front of it and that i can see that positioned in a way but like the youtube and the twitch channels that those are gaming channels can i ask you a question yeah what is cameo so i've heard of it but i've never actually looked into what it is <laughs> i'm gonna well, let roy explain this about it repeatedly <laughs> it's where you pay the wrestler to say a thing and they send you a video oh. yeah okay so I didn't know that, that I didn't realize that was called cameo. Yeah, so that I can understand, I guess. I don't agree with it, but I if it was strictly cameo, then I'd be like, all right, I get it. But some of these these gaming channels, that that is so separate from wrestling. This is something else that they love, that they enjoy, that they've perfected their craft, especially Xavier, and I think Asuka maybe even be on that level as well. And you're taking it away from them for what? I, I just I, I don't I don't I get if it. If they were playing WWE 2K, they'd be fine. For fear for fear of them saying certain things on those channels. Well, guess what? If they do then penalize them. Yeah. Have something that says you cannot maybe. say such and such on these channels, or you cannot use your likeness on these channels. Fine, but you can't. Well, you can because they're doing it, but you shouldn't just be like, you know what? You guys can't use Twitch. You can't do any of this. I think that's wrong. All right. Our next uh, news report is Cage Side Seats has stated that retribution is to only be used on Raw from here on out. Blake, do you think limiting them to just one show is the right idea, or do you think they should continue to be on both brands? No, I think they should limit it to one show. I have gotten to the point where I'm a little bored of them at this point, and I shouldn't feel that way. I, I kind of feel bad for feeling that way because I credit them for letting this run its course and giving it time to build. But it's like, it's it started out so quickly that I'm getting to the point now where I don't really know what else they can do for me. They, they made such an impact so early that now everything they're doing doesn't feel impactful at all. 
So seeing it on both shows would probably make it worse. So limiting to one, I think, is the right call. I feel the same way. I think definitely one show is the right way to go. I prefer when there's a very strict brand split anyway. And I, I've had a lot of fun with Retribution. I even have Retribution on the on the rave side of things this week, probably just as an honorable mention because it is something that I kind of look forward to each week. I agree it's time to go into the next phase of that. This whole run-in and people run-away thing is getting a little boring. And it, it gets bizarre at a certain point why everybody continues to try and go about as if business is normal. Like, there's clearly a group of terrorists that are coming in trying to kill you every week. Somebody do something. Address this. Beyond, we've added a few extra security. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's getting close to running its course. We need the next chapter for sure. I can understand where both of you are coming from. Um... I'm looking at it as to what they supposedly stand for and being completely against WWE in itself. I think it only makes sense to be on both brands, if not even on NXT too, since they, I'm not saying they should be. I'm just saying given what uh, their, I guess their motive and stuff is being completely against WWE in general. Um, it would only make sense to be on all of them. But um, I do agree as far as, it can be too much when it's the same thing on both shows. So you have the same thing two times a week. Um, and I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to start finding out who's involved, why they're doing like the exact motive behind everything. Well, I can tell you right now that lanky motherfucker is Dominic Dajakovic. I figured that one out. Oh, well, and, and I don't know if it's going to be like the exact people that are actually doing yeah, it right now. Too, too. Do like yeah. a, a swap. So, so that doesn't help you out much, but they they just made such an impact early on, and I I feel bad for saying it, but it's just the it, it's just like I don't know what else you can do with them, and it's getting the consistency is getting weird for me. They don't show up to pay per views, um, they don't show up to NXT, which I guess you could make a point there, but it would be nice if they did. I think that would actually be unique and neat if they did show up to NXT, but they don't show up to pay per views. And then it's like they showed up on SmackDown, but then they don't show up on SmackDown. I just, if they're really looking to really screw things up, you would think they'd be a presence very, very consistently. Yeah, they're getting mild quick, right? And and it's like, it, even when I do see them, it's, here we are. Okay, well, that's it for tonight. And I'm just like, that's that's such a weird, it's just weird. You, you have, like Roy said, you have these people who are trying to take over a show. They take over for five minutes, they leave, and then the show goes on. I, I just I'm getting confused in, in what we're really doing here. Survivor series is gonna be retribution versus the WWE. <laughs> and the only the only thing that helps extend the life of this is the fact that it was used as a red herring for the two pay-per-views that we got, and that everything looked like it was building up for some retribution angle, and then we got the Roman Reigns stuff. So that's why the ends kind of justified it for me, but I definitely need to move on quickly now. I cannot keep doing what Blake just said for the same reasons that Blake just said. All right. Lastly, WrestleVote says there has been some discussion with moving NXT off of Wednesday nights. Tuesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays have been discussed, and there are a few shows slated for those days of the week as as test runs. So with this, I like I said, the, the Saturdays, Sundays, we've already seen the Tuesdays happen. Um, the Tuesdays are happening right now because of NHL playoffs. Um, I've seen that sometime in November they have like one or two Saturdays booked. And then in December they have one or two Sundays booked. And it's saying that it's a test run. Um, 
And from what I'm understanding, they they want to keep WWE on live television um, because they don't want AEW to run uncontested, but they don't want to do it on Wednesdays anymore. So to me, it sounds like they they either are losing a ratings war or they feel like they're going they're leading to losing a rating a ratings war, and that's why they want to move it to a different night so they don't have to directly compete. Um, I don't, I don't, they didn't really give much reason behind it. They just said that they were talking about moving it and it's been a big discussion within the company for the last couple of weeks. How do you guys feel about that? Like I I personally, I'm already trying to keep track of the shit they're doing now. We have an AEW on a Saturday. We have a SmackDown or an NXT on a Tuesday. Then the next week they're back to the regular days. I'm having a hard time keeping track. I want something set back in stone again. Um, I don't want Sundays uh, because we're going to end up getting Sunday is NXT and then Sunday's a pay-per-view. And then Sunday's NXT, Sunday's NXT, Sunday's a pay-per-view. Unless they start moving pay-per-views to Saturdays. Then we have that competition with AEW, like stuff like that. I don't really want it on any of the weekends. If it's on Saturday, if if this possibly is the, the heat that we were talking about, where they might just, it might be NXT Saturday Night Heat or whatever the case... Okay, or say, yeah, whatever the case, that, fine, but I'm, I'm content with it on Wednesdays, I I don't care for it to move. I am exhausted. I can't remember what day these shows are supposed to be on anymore. I need consistency, and they are just, they're throwing my calendar all out of whack. I have a specific way I like to watch these shows on certain days. I usually watch AEW on Wednesday and NXT on Thursday, and that's the way I like it. Now NXT is on Tuesday, and and I thought that was a one-week thing. Then I find out that it's on Tuesday the next week. Dynamite has switched days to the point where I didn't even know if it was on Wednesday or not. I had to keep looking it up, and I had trouble even finding it. I, just pick a damn day. I, you know, I, I, I get it, the playoffs and all that, but I just want to get back to a regular schedule. If they choose Tuesday, great. Then stick to Tuesday. I don't want to go to a weekend. I think weekends are best for pay-per-views. We have AW on Saturday. We do pay-per-views on Sunday for for um, WWE and NXT every now and then. They've done both Saturday and Sunday. Whatever. That's fine. Keep it that way, please. That would be my preference. If I had to pick a day, I think NXT on Tuesday probably does work better. Just because, selfishly, I can watch that on Tuesday. And I can watch AW on Wednesday. And I'm not so far behind watching it the following day. Uh, I don't mind so much what day they go to. I would prefer it not be the weekend, but with to, with the DVR, it just doesn't matter to me what day it is. I'm going to watch it whenever I want to. I do the same setup as Blake. Watch Wednesday, uh, AEW, and then NXT on Thursday. But like I said, with DVR, I'll just watch it whenever. So the day doesn't matter to me much. I don't think it's going to be Saturday or Sunday. Saturday is the worst night for TV. And Sunday, they're not going to put it on as the same day that pay-per-views. I don't see... WWE, after all these years, switching their pay-per-views from Sunday. I think Tuesday is most likely for them, and I'm fine with that. I don't see them competing with football on Sundays either, especially with their partnership with Fox. They already have a hard time competing with Sunday Night Football when they have a pay-per-view as it is. Uh, So anyway, I think that them moving, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I think that that NXT and AEW both suffer from people having to choose which one to watch 
And I'm, I'm going to expect that it's not going to double, but there's definitely going to be increases on both shows. And that's something that makes me happy, especially on AEW's end. I love that they won't have to go up against NXT on Wednesdays, even though I think that they're, I do think they put on the better show most consistently. There's a such thing as brand loyalty. And so many people have grown up with WWE. That's just what they watch. And I think that when given that choice, a lot of people choose to stick with WWE. And now with that night being freed up, they may be more likely to tune in. Not to mention the people who are just already a fan of both products will now be able to watch both. I'm really excited when I when I think of it that way. For wrestling fans, it's better for the Tuesday NXT AW on Wednesday schedule. For WWE, it's better to stay on Wednesday nights because they want to put their foot on AEW's throat. And giving them a free night, like you said, is great for wrestling fans, but it's not good for their competition. It's You're literally just handing them viewers. So I'm curious to see what they do here. Yeah, but like Roy said, the, with brand loyalty and stuff, they may gain more without AEW being on the same night that they still beat them ratings-wise through the week. Well, I think the brand loyalty is more for WWE than AEW. If if you have a loyalty to AEW, chances are you probably disliked WWE anyway. That's what I've seen between the back and forth. Whereas, That's another thing I considered. I think that it benefits. I think that it's hard to imagine that if you're not watching AEW, if you're already choosing NXT right now, you're probably going to continue to do so. Yeah. So that's why with both of the with both of them moving, I think both of them see a good increase. But I don't know which one's going to win weekly. I'm hoping that it's AEW. I I think they both see a good increase. I just think WWE has more to lose and AEW has more to gain in that situation. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and get in to the main event of the week, the R&R Battle Royale. This week, our rotation is Gerb. That is Greg, Roy, Blake. Gerb. Gerb. And I'm going to start us off with the first rant of the week. And to be honest with you, I'm going with NXT. And I'm starting off with the Fatal 4-Way 60-Minute Iron Man match. Having a no finish, basically. You, you made me watch a match for an hour of this week's NXT. Only to give me another match two weeks later. Why didn't you just have a tournament? Why, and, and on top of that, why did you have to consistently tell me that it was a fatal four-way, 60-minute Iron Man match? It's like I forgot how long it was the whole time. This match, it, I get it. It's an Iron Man match. It had its highs. It had its lows. My main thing is it ended with a no finish. And that is so freaking annoying. If you're gonna if you're gonna build, and I say this every time, it's just like if you're gonna tell me it's a false count anywhere, don't end it in the ring. If you're gonna give me a 60-minute Iron Man match, I wanna finish. This would have been my number one if you hadn't taken it also. I wrote well, I wrote Finn versus Baylor, but what I meant was Finn versus <laughs> Adam Cole was my was my rant. Because it was a 60-minute match. Just to give me another match. And it's some sometimes, even though I always prepare myself, I feel like I'm always saying, I'm always trying to set myself up for success with WWE. I'll always say this match probably has a screwy finish. This is probably every once in a while, for some reason, I fucking fall for it. I didn't even consider, even though it that was the easiest outcome, that it would be a, a draw. I just didn't consider that. It didn't feel like the right time. And then it happened anyway. 
It was a 60-minute match just to set up another match. And I specifically wrote Finn versus Adam Cole because even the, the Fatal 4-Way match was, wasn't that bad itself. But the fact that we got a draw... And I know Devil's Advocate, you think it's a, it's a Fatal 4-Way. There's very likely that you're going to get a draw, of course. But I say the way that you handle that is that you plan for overtime and that you have that was, match right then and there. You have a you sudden not, death right there. Yes, yeah. you do not give me a 60-minute match to set up a match. That well, was That is so frustrating to me. Well, Roy, you see, we had Super Tuesday, and we had to give you a big match to tune in for. But we also have Super Tuesday next week, so we had to give you another big match to tune in for. And that's why we did this. We've done this a couple times now where we give you a big match on NXT just for it to be a non-finish. But the headline is we have this big match. And then guess what? Next week, we can do this big match. Stupid. And I'll add... This Waste. Was, this was very difficult for me because neither one of you have watched the damn thing yet. And I needed somebody to vent to about this. And I texted both of those, you watch it yet? Not yet. And I'm just sitting there stewing on it. I'm like, man, I need to talk to somebody. Great match. I enjoyed it. Waste of time. I've seen these Iron Man matches play out like this so many times that when I came in, I had already assumed I was trying to be positive because I wanted to give these four very talented wrestlers a chance and enjoy an Iron Man match. But I knew going in, I said, "All right, this is probably ending in some sort of tie. We're gonna do, we're gonna do a sudden death because that's what we always seem to do when these Iron Man matches." And then there was no sudden so, death. So I thought the it same, was next week. I saw. I thought the same thing. Then I thought we were getting a swerve. I thought Tommaso, the way that they they gave him that, you know, all that momentum at the very end, I thought he was going to pull it out at the last minute and he was going to be our winner. Um, Then Finn got the pin. I'm like, okay, I'm fine with Finn winning this. And then I thought to myself, it was like, wait, Adam Cole got thrown into a post too. I said, Adam Cole's going to come back in. Then I thought that since he couldn't get Finn over, oh, okay, he's not going to make it in time. No, I was completely wrong. I just have one final question for this match. Can somebody tell me how long this Fatal 4-Way 60-minute Battle Royale or, or Iron Man match? You don't even know what match well, because that's I why I told you. Three hundred fucking You fucked up. so frustrating. You just proved their I point. I swear, I heard it every five seconds. Well, it was 60 minutes, and it was an Iron Man match in case Thank you weren't you. listening. Okay, because clearly I didn't know, and I needed to be told 300 times. All right, Roy, you're number one ranked this you know, You know what's crazy? If this would have ended with Finn in that spot where Cole can't roll him over and a time ran out, this would have been my number one reef. That's the difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the that that one small, well, not small, but that detail, Personal that one detail. detail changes the game. And I actually thought Finn was gonna win it, so they, they did get me at the end. I saw Adam looking in the background while the finish was happening, and I was like, Well, that's a little weird. Um, I, I have this game that I like to play, and you guys have probably heard me talk about it a few times. When the wrestlers come out for a big match, I like to see if I could read their faces and tell who's going to win. Finn came out, and instantly his eyes watered up. He was really emotional. I was like, Finn's winning. Uh, so they they did they tricked they tricked me on that end part there, but man, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not. All right, I'm going to give my number one rant to Raw. It's going to go to Raw Underground's Titus O'Neil. I love Titus. I do. I think he's such a great guy. I we've we've heard some stuff in the past with the whole McMahon handshake. I don't know what the story was there. The information we got from it sounds insane if it was true. They did all this to build Titus up, and it felt 
so good. This was exactly what I want from Raw Underground is just a, a, an ecosystem where the undercard can thrive and come back up. And why the f <laughs> why was so much of my time wasted showing me Titus O'Neil if that wasn't even the goddamn point? Just for him to lose to Riddick Moss. We got like the coming up next little uh, thing with him. We got, I think we saw him working out a little bit. We watched him beat a few people first. But the point was just that Riddick Moss beats him. I did not walk away from this excited for Riddick Moss. I was fucking annoyed. <laughs> I was disappointed because it was so exciting to see Titus in a different role, in a dominant role, because he's such a big guy. And Perfect fit for him. It was all for Riddick. They, they didn't showcase Riddick at all. I couldn't believe it. They showcased Titus. And then Riddick comes in, and I was like, well, I'm kind of interested in this because they, they seem to be pushing Riddick a little bit on underground. I'm like, this actually would be a decent win for Titus on underground. And then they lost. And I'm like, wait, why did I do all that? Why did you put me through all that work? Just give me Riddick. You know, just do that for Riddick, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't I don't understand it. Uh, number one rant for this week is NXT. I was curious to see who was valued more between Timothy Thatcher and Bronson Reed. And the answer is nobody. Attack from Austin Theory calls Thick Boy in the match, and they just couldn't commit to picking one. What do you guys think of his little his little entrance, the like Godzilla theme? Uh, I like the I, new entrance. I actually enjoyed it at first. I was like, I don't remember these helicopters. I was like, oh, okay, I see what they got going on. I thought it was pretty, thought cool, it was pretty cool. Yeah, but but I won't bother to care for them because okay. they, they can't they can't seem to get behind them. Yeah. All right, over to the rave side. My number one rave this week is going to SmackDown, and we all know what it's going to be, and it's the finally pulling the trigger on Bailey and Sasha. Bailey attacks Sasha. We've been wanting it for how long? I personally thought it was going to be Sasha attacking Bailey, so that gave me a pretty good swerve that it was Bailey that did it. Um, I don't know why I didn't see Bailey doing it. It, I, I, yeah, you it, haven't been paying attention. That's what I was saying. Thinking back about the past weeks, but that's the thing. Thinking about the past weeks, it, it made sense for Sasha to do it too. She was constantly attacking Sasha in certain ways that Sasha could just get pissed off and do something. So it, you know. Obviously, either one could from what happened. I thought it was going to be Sasha. It was Bailey. There's not much more to talk about. She, she attacked her, but it's finally what we have been asking for for God knows how many years now. It seems like every year they do this, and they finally pull the trigger on it. I got such a weird vibe from this moment because it was, it was a great long-term story. Yet, I don't know if I was ready for this moment yet, <laughs> if that makes sense. They, they did it so well. That I guess I was just anticipating. I, I was anticipating this moment. Well, at some points I was thinking if it ever would happen, it lasted long. Then I was starting to anticipate it based off the past few weeks. But they positioned me in a way where I kind of wondered: was there a better time for this moment? Like you know, maybe like a rumble to set up for Mania. Was this the best time? Should we have maybe let this go on even longer? I don't know. The moment was really well done. There are no complaints there. I just I did have those thoughts, right. but. Bailey just lost her mind. I, and what really sold it for me was at the end with her her neck in the chair. I know we've seen spots like that before, but I just felt like they they really they, they hit home with it that one. It us, worked. It gives us that that time off for Sasha to come back to build up towards mania type of situation. Um give it a little more of a long term feel. The only problem is I feel I don't I, think I it's a build up for mania. That's way too long. That's why I'm saying if she's out with an injury. 
Yeah. I just, I'm just afraid of how that will go as far as the feud, if that's the case. I don't think it's just for Mania. Mania is seven months away. That's a long time to just hold Sasha out. Unless Sasha has some other plans that I don't know about. Right. And maybe that is the case, and that's why they wrote her off. I don't know. So I thought I thought the, the timing and everything about it was really well done. We all knew that it was coming. Somehow, it's, somehow it still dropped my jaw. When she kicked her, I literally went... I just had my mouth on. I was like, what the hell? Um, I, it, I definitely thought that it, it was going to be a, a promo when this finally happens where I thought Sasha would be the aggressor. Eventually she would snap and it would be this big baby face moment for her. But instead it was a big heel moment for Bailey. I just, for whatever reason, there's so many times. I, I want to I give them props when they do something right. There's so many times where it's long and it's drawn out and I'm like, she's getting ready to attack. They're ready to attack. That was not on my radar at all in this moment. I'm looking at I'm looking at Sasha and I'm just thinking about how she won't let the trainers let her go. And I was like, oh, but she lets Bailey help her. They respect each other. And I'm just like watching them. And then she kicks her. And I was like, oh my God, no. I wasn't ready for it. I it did build so much uh sympathy for Sasha because I was like, good lord, she really beat her down. Great moment. Again, you stole my number one, Greg. Um, I think that she'll probably be gone for a little while. One thing you guys didn't talk about that was probably my favorite moment was Bailey looking over at Michael Cole and saying, is it boss time now, Michael? <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Great moment. My number one rave, rave <laughs> is going to go Got to, to keep them in check. And I hope you guys, I'm kind of combining two things. I hope you guys understand. It's going to be the, I guess I could title it as the Universal Picture over on SmackDown. This is the Roman Reigns yeah, Jey Uso stuff. one last. And uh, I also yeah, I like, <laughs> packaged two things together for this, so I'm assuming you're probably going the same route I was going to go. Uh, the Roman Reigns stuff, the, the segment at the beginning with Paul Heyman, fantastic. Roman Reigns is finally not the goddamn underdog. He's the Brock Lesnar. It's been that way for years, but for some reason, every match was Ken Roman overcome the odds. Yes, the fuck he can. Yes. Every time. Yes, he will. Is it 10 on 1? He's probably going to win in five seconds. Relax. So for them to, for his character to enter that next stage, I love that. It makes a lot of sense. I don't know that they necessarily planned this far ahead, but Heyman is always, in the feuds with Lesnar, he's always taking the time to stop and compliment and respect Roman. Um, Paul Heyman had like teared up a little bit in that segment, and I thought that was weird. I was... It kind of made me wonder if he was upset to be doing this because we also found out that Brock Lesnar is not on a contract right now. So I wonder if there's some behind-the-scenes stuff there or if he was just caught up in the moment. Maybe it means nothing at all. Um, but yeah, so that that's the first part. And it's funny because one of the first things I thought were, how are the Usos going to respond to Roman's new attitude, to his new alliance, because they're on the same show? I didn't think it would be addressed. Or if it was, that it would just initially, what's wrong with you, man? Like, I hate you now. You're the, you're the worst person I ever met. And they didn't go that route. He immediately ran into, into uh, Jay, right? Yep. And they had a nice moment. It really felt like family talking. I loved that. They pulled the trigger on Jay winning the main event. I think that the first title match for somebody is always the hardest to book. Because it's usually the one that means nothing. You know that person just won the belt. It's... Nine times out of ten, it's not going to switch right away. So you have to do, you have to take special care of those. And this is a great way to do it. I, I think Roman's winning. I think we all think that. But they found a way to invest anyway. 
And I also love the justification in the beginning because I thought it was a little bizarre that Roman was saying, or that Roman and Paul both felt like, for example, Fiend was nothing. Someone's like, well, we see the Fiend. We know that he he's very dominant. Why does Roman not understand that? And Paul says, can you imagine the Fiend on the talk show? How's it feel to be champ? Ugh. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Roman wants to uphold this belt to a different regard. So that the motivation they gave was beautiful. I don't know if this is a case of good storytelling or everything just came together for them, but it's it's really working. So if I could stop dropping my pen, I had the interaction backstage between Jay and Roman as a rave originally, separately, and then I paired it together with everything in the yeah. main event. It was hard not I, to talk about any one thing without the, the beginning segment, the Jay Uso, and the main event. What I liked the most, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, it, it literally felt like a genuine conversation between the two. And my expectation, I kind of rolled my eyes because when I seen Jay, I was like, oh boy, they're going to give us the heel and face talk backstage. Exactly. And they didn't. It was, hey man, what's going What's up with Paulie? And he's just like, hey, don't worry about it. Like, I've got everything under control. It was, it was heel. After? It was heel. It was heel Roman. But it still felt like Roman Reigns. Yes, it wasn't completely new people talking. Exactly. And then Jay, like, he knows something is up, Mm -hmm. but it's still family, you know? So he's like, I'll get to the bottom of this. I really just enjoyed the way they packaged that. And then I also liked the one thing you didn't touch on was that Paul Heyman got Jay into the match, not Roman. And I liked the conversation where Roman says, well, we've seen Jimmy get it done. Let's see if you can yeah. get it done on your own. Well, you know I get it done. I thought that was unique and cool, too. And so, it's so refreshing that his response wasn't, how dare you? Exactly. It was like, all, it was right, like, all, all right, right, I'll show you. I'll do it for myself. He did do it. And I think Jay and Roman is a good first title defense for Roman because I know Roman is going to win. I knew Roman was going to win either no way. But now I get to see Jay Uso in a Universal Championship oh, match. Oh, squashed. And against family... So there are there are multiple aspects to this now. It's not just a boring Roman Reigns title defense. Yeah, it's family versus family. Jay in his first ever main title match. There's a lot of cool things here. And can I say that he really stood out to me as somebody that could be a single star? Yeah, yeah I, he they, really did. They, I, I think Jimmy is better. I've also, I've also, I've always felt like Jimmy was the better Uso. That's not to say that Jay is far behind. I think Jimmy's had a lot more opportunities too. I do too. I think I think Jimmy has a little bit better of a personality, uh, and that's what stands apart. And he, he is a little bit of a better wrestler, but not much. And we've seen a lot of Jimmy on Total Divas, and yeah, I think that's what helps. Naomi, yeah. yeah. So I'll touch on the Heyman thing because I had I did have him down as a specific rant or rave. I'm sorry. Um, the, you mentioned the tearing up, and I think it was more so like. A heartfelt tear up because he was talking about how like he was down and out, basically saying that if Brock Lesnar's not there, Heyman's got nothing to do. So he gets pushed to the side while you know Brock's not there. He realized that basically his only job is to walk to the ring with Brock. That you know Reigns reached his hand out and was like, "Nah, like I got something for you." And he's not his advocate. Like I forget what he he the words he used, but. It's not like he's going to be speaking Special on counsel? Rain. Yeah. yeah. It's not like he's going to be speaking on Rain's part the whole time. It sounds like more of a he's going to be getting matches done and different stuff like that. So I was excited to see how, how he felt on that whole thing. One last thing. I enjoy, even though the delivery was maybe a little cringe, I enjoy the My Island instead of the My Yard. 
I had, uh, Paul Heyman had leaned into the Samoan heritage a little bit when he was mm-hmm. talking to. And I do like that way more than my yard. I like that it's something all his own. He's like this tribal leader. Yeah. I think it's a great fit. My number one rave for this week, since Roy took that one and Craig took the other one that I wanted, I will go with AW, and it's going to be FTR, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page. I felt like this was another incredible evolution between this team and these characters. I like that FTR pretty much called out Hangman and said, we're not the ones who got in your head. You got in your own head. I think Kent, I think he's right. I, I think Hangman's been in his own head for a while now. And we've seen it through the course of this partnership with Kenny, through everything that he's dealt with with the Elite and how he's felt. And I, I don't I don't know which character I should be behind. And that's my favorite part. I don't know if Omega's the good guy and I should feel for him. I kind of lean towards I feel for Hangman the most. But I agree he is in his head and he's doing some things that maybe he shouldn't do. I love what they've done. And I, I like it how like they bring up the fact that Adam Page is still young. Um, I think he's only in his 20s. That obviously someone of that age is going to get in their own head and stuff and doubt themselves, um, especially when they're in an industry with a bunch of you know people that have been around for years. So I, I did like the the whole it, it wasn't us, it was you type thing. Um, I'm excited for tonight, dude, to see how that goes. I there's so many things that can happen. I really don't know what's going to happen in that match. This will be my first time watching a pay per view with you guys in how long? Now that I think about that, the last AW oh, pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, for Revolution, February. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it also. So when and looking it? Revolution. No, what which one had the battle royale? It was all. It was in, in February. Or not, not all in. Uh, was that the fight for the fallen? No. What was the the one with the casino battle royale? Terrible all or nothing. Okay. All or nothing. Oh, okay. I don't keep track of the names. So I'll yeah. rush you. Yeah. It's challenging. The the my favorite thing about Omega and Hangman has been the way. They were paired in originally, and Omega has this belief that they're they're close. Maybe they're not the closest friends, but he wants to believe that they're tag team partners. They're united. They're close friends. And I like how we slowly got to the point where I, I forget what pay per view it was, but Omega says, "Man, we're not friends." And and it and it hit him, and that realization of, "Man, we're we're not friends at all. We're just making this work." That's when they went to go fight best friends, and yeah. and. And since then, we've seen Omega kind of in a more of a heel role. And I think that's a part of it, if you really peel back the layers of that. It's been such a genius slow burn. Maybe that changed him, too. I, I just, I, the evolution, like, it, it's it's so important to me, that character work. And they are nailing it with these guys. All right, correction, it was Revolution. Okay. Yeah, and All or Nothing was the one that we all watched separately, but... Uh, went in. Yeah, Revolution in February was the last one we got. Yes, that that was the last one. All right. Um, so my next rant of the week is, it's gonna go to Raw. It's gonna be Mickey James versus Lana and setting up a feud with Asuka and Mickey James. Um, how do you go from having a feud with Sasha and Bailey to having a feud with Mickey James? I don't I understand there wasn't much there there really isn't anything you can do that's gonna be as big as Sasha and Bailey right now. There wasn't. But there's gotta be something that's better than Mickey James. Name it. I, 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 there's something. There's Name gotta it. be. There's gotta be. Here's the problem. I hell go 
go with freaking uh, Shayna Baszler. No, get, no. Get, like at that point. We we can't do that because we complained when they did that. We said they're not utilizing the tag team titles correctly and they're putting them in singles matches. So I can't say that now. Okay, I, okay, I, I when that. when they did that with Oscar, we complained. We said, "What are they doing? These are tag team champions, and they're just using it for Oscar." So I don't want to do that now, and I don't disagree with the decision to use Nia and Shayna for tag team belts. I actually really enjoy that. Is Mickey James my first choice? No, I'd rather go against the boat if it were up to me. Yeah, Mickey James going up against her isn't necessarily the problem for me. It's Mickey James getting a win over anybody on the roster right now <laughs> because there's no long-term benefit to Mickey James. And I will tell you, I hate Mickey James. So and I am proud of how petty I am when it comes to these wrestlers because I don't know how many years ago, Mickey James beat Trish Stratus at WrestleMania. That was the moment I decided I hated her, and I've hated her ever since. That is my only reason. Why she would defeat Lonnie here, like, she's she's clear, she's not staying here. She hasn't been here. I just don't. We were doing lots of promos with Lana and Natalia, get, gaining some traction there. I don't understand why Mickey needs to beat either one of them. And am I fucking crazy? Or did Mickey James already fight Asuka on NXT? No, I don't I don't think so. But, I mean, my memory's not the best. She, and yours came, back, either. she came back for to fight one of them, either Asuka or Shayna. So you know what? Now that you're saying that, I, I, can't, I remember what you're saying. I can't remember which one it was. But look, the the issue. This is why it should be a rant. Is because she had the match against Lana. Exactly, she didn't need that's it. it. We we know who Nikki it, James fine. is. Yep. She's had six title reigns. Cool. Book the match. I don't need her to beat people to lead up to it and be bored that's to the point I where it. I don't care. Obviously, I don't like the feud, but that's why I said Mickey James versus Lana just to set up this feud. Like it didn't have to happen that way. And look, is is Lana is Lana somebody that. Wrestling wise, I see in a title picture ever. No, but, but the stuff they were doing, going towards the it. stuff her and Natalia were doing for like, I was having fun with that. If you let them get beat every week, I'm not gonna have fun with it anymore. It's gonna start to get boring okay. most times. Is Natalia the most losing woman in WWE? She has to be, she's the winningest, and she has to be the most losing as well. She's the boat. She, I don't think she goes anyway. Roy, your next rank, fucking boats. Get the fuck out. My next is going to go to Raw for the breakup of the Iconics. Uh, short. Well. No, no. So good. Billy Kay killed it. That's all I want to say. I love Billy Kay. She was the one that, that was being like super dramatic, right? She yes. She darker hair. Yeah, she said, what? She started doing this weird little, <laughs> she did like the little kick that you do sometimes. Just clearly not going to do any damage to anybody. Just swing it at the air. Uh, short term, it did exactly what it was supposed to. I was invested. I was interested. I thought, the idea of that was kind of cool, but long term, it's not the right decision. You're, they never had a chance to get off the ground. I can't imagine either of them making a ton of headway in the singles division. Maybe there's big plans for them. Um, the, ta- the women's tag division, I can't, I mean, who, what is the women's tag division? So from what I've understood in this, it's, it's for a singles push for one of them. They don't have anything for the other. So basically what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not it's not either like both of them. Either way, it's you just can't, one. the timing yeah. is all wrong. Even if you were gonna do that, that's fine. I'm not necessarily against that. If somebody should have a singles run or if they want to, fine. But your tag your women's tag division can't handle that right now. But at the same time, it's like what the hell were the iconics contributing to that tag division? Somebody there to lose? So I don't know. But yeah, it's a rant. Yeah, I, I 
I only had on the rape side was Billy Kay. I thought she was fantastic here. No, 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 but no. Them breaking up is a rant. Uh, I've loved the Iconics. I've been a big fan of the Iconics from the start. I'm sad I won't be able to do their theme music anymore unless Peyton keeps it herself. Peyton Royce is actually the one they are pushing. Uh, I heard this rumor a while back. I think yeah. looking at our rumor roundup a few months ago that they wanted to give her a singles push, and I guess now they're finally deciding to go for it. Uh, I don't see. I don't want to add. I'm gonna add it to it, even though it was a rant. I I also enjoyed the way Peyton just shoved Billy in Raw Underground while yes. we're talking about it, and then she just kind of like Vince Man puts her his like shoulder up on her. And she's like, it was oh, shit. It was <laughs> almost like she she didn't do it. Like she didn't want to see that happen to her. She's just like, just get in there, Billy, and then it happened. She's like, oh, that wasn't quite. That yeah. was worse than I thought it was gonna be. But the breakup is a rant. I agree. Uh, next rant for me is Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton for 10 seconds. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's all you have to say about that one. Uh, I don't think anyone's disagreeing. So uh, <laughs> Maybe Roy hates Kevin Owens. He well, probably enjoyed it. Fair. But back over to the Raves if you're not going to you know, contest this. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this one to... And it's actually going to go to the video package of the Nightmare Family. And I know you guys don't like them, but I enjoyed this video. Package. Ring the bell. Ring it. I'm not doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time tonight, it's time for Rat versus Ray. So Royce is going against me simply on bias. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought that it was a pretty good package about how you don't have uh, Matt Cardona and Scorpio Sky as part of the Nightmare Family, and but they have this common enemy and. For specific reasons that they, they're like, okay, we're teaming up because we want to take them down. You obviously have Cardona's a little bit for what the Nightmare family is because it is like one of his best friends, but Scorpio Sky just freaking hates Dark Order. Like he's just tired of them. Um, I thought the video package of each one of them talking about why they don't like him and why they're doing this was just well put together. I feel like most video packages from AEW is well done. Um, but I, I enjoyed that. So was QT Marshall in this video package? Mm hmm. And Dustin Rhodes. Okay, here we go. Jack I rest Jesus. my case. I rest my case. That's all I have to say, Blake. I don't know about that. I, I'm giving this man his rave. That's very biased. It, we knew that's what it was going to be. Was it something that I enjoyed? It was very forgettable. Uh, but it's a video package. They're trying to set up for a match that's, let's be honest, not the highest up on the card. I do think they're getting slaughtered. Going back to your prediction, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll give it to you, Greg. Thank you. You're welcome. So we're skipping Roy for this next uh, rave, right? No, I want to. I want to hear. <laughs> right. I want to hear what he's got. But I'm running out of stuff here. I'm running out of stuff that's worth giving. <laughs> okay, I don't know how because I still got a few good things on my rave side. My turn, right? Yes. Correct. Randy Orton, Keith Lee, Seth Rollins, the main event of Raw. Yeah, that's... fantastic. Started off with it looked like Orton and Seth were going to have this alliance. And maybe I missed it. We didn't see Seth and Orton really talk prior, did we? Did they have a segment? I don't think so. Because no. I thought it was genius that in the match, you 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 hear about a conversation that they must have had. Because Seth says, I thought you said we were going to take them on at the same time. Orton says, well, maybe I changed my mind. The only thing we saw from Orton was the Aleister Black. Right, right. I don't remember seeing anything with Seth. So then later on, <laughs> Seth's like, fine, I don't need you. And then he comes back out to Orton again. He's like, you said you could kick his ass. 
And Orton just refuses to help. He's, he's waiting for the right time. I thought that when I, when I first saw the match, it was one that I was a little upset about because I just I don't have a lot of faith on a Raw that we're going to get a great match. And this is one that could have been a great match. But it ended up being that just for the storytelling alone. The stuff between Seth and Randy was hilarious. Uh, I was laughing constantly at the two of them. And then Keith Lee looked great again. And even though he lost, in most cases, I look at that as, no, he just lost. But he still looked great here. And the reason is, he hits his finisher on Seth. Orton hits the RKO on Keith and still says, that powerbomb hurts more. I'm pinning Seth. Because he felt that powerbomb last week, mm-hmm. and he knew he was getting a three count on Seth. That was a great way to do it. I, I really enjoyed the main event. I had this as a rave as well. I agree with Keith Lee. It wasn't the right time for him to be thrust into the title picture yet. However, it wasn't really the time for him to lose either. And so they protected him by him hitting the finish, not being the one to get pinned. And I didn't have that takeaway where it's like, well, here we go again with a new guy who can't overcome and be in the title picture. I didn't feel that way. I felt like they made the right call in all angles. And Seth's Messiah gimmick has taken a while to really land for me. Even though I like the gimmick, it just didn't feel like Seth Rollins for me. It always felt too much like Seth Rollins playing a character. These last few weeks, I feel like he's really settled into it. And one more thing, I don't know, I don't remember if it was last week or this week. I think it was last week when he was talking to Ray. But he told him at the start of the match, it was, it was with Ray. He said, and it may have been earlier in the night. I can't remember. Anyway, he said, go ahead, take your best shot. And he leaned in. Ray punched him. He goes, ow! <laughs> so go ahead, take your best shot. Ow! And he's immediately like in pain. He's, he's killing it. Just with the little stuff that he's doing in his matches. Things that he's not even saying when the mic is to his mouth is what's winning me over. Yeah, I, I liked when, when he was beating up Dominic. He goes, hi, Dad. Yes, he, exactly. He's, he's done a much better job in the last few weeks. I think the Ray storyline has really pushed the Messiah further. My next rave is going to go to SmackDown. It's going to be the Sheamus attack on Big E. I enjoyed the fact that although I kind of knew something was happening, that they set it up to be a surprise for Xavier Woods. He's got the cake. Big E's pumped up and ready to win that fatal four-way. And I felt like this was the right call on in so many ways. It wasn't time for Big E to be in the title picture yet because of the things we just spoke about with Roman Reigns. I don't want to see Big E against Roman Reigns for him to lose. But it also would have been disappointing to have Big E in that match after all this talk about Big E and his next big step for him not to win it. So what do you do? You protect him by not having him in it at all. He's had this feud with Sheamus, so it makes sense for Sheamus to be the one to do it. And the the white noise through the car window is actually really impactful to me. And I thought it was just a nice segment overall. This was a rare time where I actually almost cringed and felt bad for a wrestler. We see these wrestlers get their ass beat weekly, and it, it's just content to us. It doesn't mean much. When he said Woods is here and Big E's face lit up and he's walking with that cake, we all know an attack is incoming. It's mm-hmm. not really Woods because he's going, where you at, Woods? And my heart just broke when that cake fell. I was like, because I could just see myself like with one of you guys. I'm like so excited. <laughs> it's your birthday. I got this cake. Somebody fucks me up and puts me through a windshield, and I drop the cake. I felt so bad for Big E. Like I really felt like this was a guy that I know. And I just felt bad for him. I had that same feeling, and now I'm starting to wonder, where was Woods? We never saw guy, Woods. Why did that guy say Woods has arrived? I was curious about I, that. I would like 
if there was more to this, that Seamus wasn't the one who set him up, that really there's something well, deeper. It's like going they on. took away my YouTube, so now I gotta go for the Universal <laughs> Championship. You know what? If Woods you make like, that a storyline, oh, I'm in. I'll I'm, take I'm it. I'm gone, so now you're gonna go for a singles run. We're no, whatever, something like I'm that. I'm curious to see if there's more to that, but man, I did Maybe. feel bad when that cake dropped. I'm like, no. It did. He it was so excited yes. about the cake. He just wanted to have a good time. And I love that they keep addressing all of us at, at one point said, Biggie. He's got to be a little bit. We'd like him to be a little bit more serious. That was the other thing I liked. And people are addressing that. And even and I love Biggie. His responses to it. He's like, "Yeah, I, I'm a happy person. I like to have fun. What the hell is wrong with you?" He's like, "But rest assured, when it's time to be serious, I know how to be serious." And and Seamus hit on that very well, I think, because he was right. You know, Biggie's supposed to be preparing for one of the biggest matches of his life, and instead he's focused on celebrating Xavier Woods' birthday. Seamus is in the kind of in the middle of. Finding, I think, his next evolution of character too. He's he's catching my eye a little bit. Me more. too. It's very very boring for a while, and yeah. now I'm starting to feel like there's something there for Sheamus. All right. So my final rant of the week is going to the hurt business. No. Go. No, they don't get rants. Are, are you are you going against this? What what was it for? So it's going to be the formula that's used every week. Lose during Raw, but dominate Raw Underground. Oh it's absolutely annoying. They can't they can't win a regular match to save their damn lives unless it's Bobby Lashley at a pay-per-view. Other than that, they lose they lose their regular matches for the most part. You have them lose to the Viking Raiders and Cedric Alexander. I'm sorry, I love the Viking Raiders, but her business should have won this match. But so they lose. But then they show up on Raw Underground pissed off and they beat the shit out of everybody. It doesn't work for me. You're going to tell me they can't win a regular match, but they can beat the shit out of four or five different guys at once. And then we're going to, we're all three of us going to submit three guys at one time in the middle of a ring. But you couldn't beat three guys in a regular tag match. At a certain point, you just start to look like a bully lashing out against weaker people, right? Yeah. Like every week we watch you lose. Then you throw a tantrum, and you're. We, we ran it about it last week, where they just went back to closing Raw Underground to them for some reason. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed our business. I, I see him get a rant. Although it, it is funny because I was listening back to last week's, and, and normally I, I listen to the podcast on like a Sunday or something like the next day, but I didn't get a chance to listen to it until Tuesday. So I'd already watched Raw. <laughs> And Roy had commented that he would like to see Apollo face them in Raw Underground, and that's actually exactly what that's, he did. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat. Roy had asked for that, and that's exactly what they gave him. But they beat their ass. You know, Apollo didn't get the upper hand, and that would have been a really cool moment had they not lost earlier in the night. Exactly. So and we just we need we need to tighten up that formula. They can win on both. They can win a match and, and win on the ground. thing on on Underground. Like Roy said, it's like they're bullies. They 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 attack one person with all three of them until other people step in, and then they single handedly beat the shit out of everybody at Raw Underground. So it's it's just annoying. Triple hand quad. Wait, what's six? Quintuplet handed. Six 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 tuplet handed. Six tuplet handed. (laughs) Perfect. Is it my turn? I think it's sex tuple, but yes. Okay, it's my turn. Okay, cool. so my my last rant is gonna to go to Rey Mysterio. <laughs> oh no, no Rey, no Sith. Let me recap this for you. Rey Mysterio is in a big feud. I know where this is going. He's in a big feud with the Messiah Seth Rollins, right? <laughs> Seth Rollins is a psychopath. Okay, it's established. 
he's taken both of Rey Mysterio's eyes. Granted, he didn't fully detach it, so it was able to be surgically repaired. But he did attempt to take both eyes. So, Ray says, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my son in here. And my son's going to whoop Seth Rollins' ass. Seth Rollins beats his son down multiple times. He's beaten his son twice now. Yeah, and with the kendo stick that one he's week. He's beaten him with the kendo him. stick. He's beaten him with everything that he can find. So, Rey Mysterio says, okay. I'm going to bring my wife here from Orsport. <laughs> I knew where this was going. Go 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 I, I, I said to Kim, I know exactly what Roy's going to say. Here is the part, because I know you listen. So here's Seth Rollins. He, he, he starts to walk up the ramp to go after Ray's wife. Ray's able to stop that. Uh, but Take me, Seth! It's very clear that Seth was going to do something to his wife. The same as he did to Ray. The same that he did to son. Poor Angie. To his son. And we even had, Seth even said at one point, he said, Ray, you're missing an eye and your son can't stand straight. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I think of that every week that Ray goes after Seth again. He's a benevolent man. Seth is trying to walk away. <laughs> he is. Ray won't have it. What did Ray do? He said, you know what? I'm going to bring my daughter along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There it is. He continues to bring more family members for Seth Rollins to destroy week after week. He is the worst father in the history of WWE. <laughs> he is the worst family man. Incredible. What, what is his plan? Why is she here, Ray? Stop this. So I specifically said to Kim, I said, great, here goes a rant for Roy. She was like, why? I was like, because now his daughter's there. She was like, yeah, but what's that mean? I was like, he keeps bringing family members there, and they're going to get hurt. I, I don't know if Monday Night Raw deserves that rant, because it's kind of a <laughs> playful rant. It. But, Ray, what are you doing, man? Knock it off. Leave them at home, please. My final rant is going to go to Monday Night Raw. And we talked about Retribution. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. I'm starting to lose interest in them. I felt like this week was a step back. They just showed up for a couple minutes. They pop in. Ha ha ha. We took over. All right, we're out of here. And the show went on. It, we need closure. We need to find a way to either, if you're going to keep building this, build it a little bit differently. We just need to alter the course of where we're at right now. The course that we're on is the show starts. They tell us that, hey, these guys are going to come in. Security, please make sure they don't come in. Do your job. Security never does their job. WWE security is the worst security of all time. They've always been. They've always been useless. And Retribution shows up. The lights flicker. They come in. They take over. Cue to commercial. Okay, show goes on. You know... That it's just not working anymore, and I still have something there for this group. I'm still curious, and I want to see more. But I'm afraid if they give me a couple more weeks of this, I'm just not going to care anymore. All right. So final rave of the week, and this is for multiple reasons, is going to Pap and best friends. And the reason is, AEW knows how to start a show. They've done this multiple times where they've given us something great to start the show off. And you have best friends just attack uh, Santana and Ortiz. Uh, at one point, um, there was a, a pyramid of chairs set up. And this is all before the match even starts. It was a good like 10 minutes of them just fighting. Um, and then, you know, someone goes through chairs. Then they have the actual match where you think, you know, uh, Trent and... Uh, why can't I? Why do I have a hard time remembering second people in tag teams all the time? Trent and 
Blake, you're the name yeah, guy. I know he's got right. me messed up now. Trent and uh, shit. Yeah, I can't think of his I can't name think right of his now. Damn name. And we call ourselves wrestling fans. <laughs> What's his name, Roy? Trent Beretta and. I can't think of it. They have no fucking clue. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't I'm, do it. I'm drawing anyway, blank. it's one of those moments where the information is always there, but because Greg's asking for it, it completely left yeah, my that's mind. that's where I am. That's where I am. It's gone. I can't remember. I don't know why I do this with tag teams. And then next week, I'll remember... The other one? Oh, yeah, no, I'll forget Trent for some reason. And none of us will remember Trent's name. <laughs> but, you know, Trent still held his own while while the dude was down from putting himself through chairs. While other unnamed gentlemen. <laughs> what is going on in my head right now with this? But anyway, I thought it was a really good opening to AEW, and I still enjoyed the match when it actually started. I'm looking up said name now. Said name being looked up. Because it's going to bother me. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news here at Rant and Rave Wrestling. What's it start with? Wait a minute. Give okay. us one letter and the first person to get so, it between me and Greg I, wins. This is worth noting. So I tried to be lazy and just type in best friends. Okay. Bad idea. Yeah, that wasn't going to work. Uh, no, it did not work. Uh, I got best bent, best friends forever, okay. forever dog place. It's great. Uh, best friends AEW. Who are the best friends in AEW? Chuck Taylor. We said give us a letter. Chuck give Taylor. Us. Damn it, I lost. Like, <laughs> you guys lose. Rant. <laughs> All right, my turn. Right for race. Uh, I'm stuck in between two things. I'm going to go with my last race being Jake Roberts. And it's going to be just for one part in the beginning of his at the beginning of his promo when he came out and he says he starts talking about a squirrel, which I'm I'm already invested. I love squirrels. Okay. And he says you're not going to bust a nut. I'm like, what the hell? I did the like, same thing. You clearly, I'm like, he clearly did not mean to say that. Do you understand how that sounds? <laughs> you can't bust a nut in yeah. this ring. Then he says, you get it? He ain't getting none. And I was like, <laughs> damn, that was good. That was so good. It was definitely one of the best lines of the night. I'll. And yeah. I thought it was a fuck up. I don't know if he saved it or if that was the part of the plan all along, but I loved it. So I, okay, I'm okay with it just being that part because this whole thing was a clusterfuck. <laughs> and I swear to God, I heard, I'm going to stop talking, but let me tell you this. Okay, the time for talk is over, but hear this out. What the hell kept happening there? Taz was like, all right, well, let's shut up, but listen to this. And I'm like, <laughs> What is going on? I'm not going to talk to you, the, the time but let me tell done. you yeah, the, the right now. The is done, but listen, buddy. This was a really I'll tell you this. <laughs> this is a really hard week for quotes because that was on there. I didn't know if I wanted to go with that line with Jake or the 2% pint of chocolate. I may have made a mistake by not going with Jake's line because that was, yeah, I, that was really you solid. You can't bust a nut in this ring. <laughs> You're not going to get none. I, I, I can, damn. So my last rave of this week is the last rave that I have and it's MJF backstage with the lawyer. I don't like MJF. I've said this many times, but I actually enjoyed the segment. He was, he showed a side of MJF that I actually like where I don't find him intimidating at all. They have given me MJF just, it's the heel MJF. He finds a cheap way out of everything, right? He always finds a sleazy way to win he faces opponents that just aren't on his level. And he was actually really freaking serious here, probably because it was some lawyer who can't do shit to him. But seeing that serious side of him helped me a little bit. I still can't stand him. But I actually enjoyed the segment. So it's getting a rave for me. I was watching Greg here because he forgot to mark down my point. 
and I was just interested if he was going to get it. I had actually and I marked saw, my point down. I saw so I and then he started that. recounting yeah. all the points. I was like, he's figuring it out. He was like, oh, shit, I'm one short. I, f- I forgot mine, so I put it down. I'm like, shit, so I think I forgot Roy's, too. <laughs> so a side note about scoring. Last week, I forgot to score. <laughs> and we had already went through our rounds of rants. Wow. And we're on to our third rave before I realized that I needed to score. I want to recount. No, it was accurate because luckily Monday Night Raw got all the rants, so it was very easy to reel back, and I forget who was getting a raise, so I believe each show got one. So I was like, whew. I was like, thank God for that. Stuff me in the host some week, so I, I feel for you. All right. So before we get into our honorable mentions, Roy, what was your favorite show this week? I think that AEW maybe had some higher highs, but consistently throughout the night I had the most fun with SmackDown. Okay. SmackDown was my favorite show this week. Interesting. All right. Uh, the best thing since wrestling. <laughs> Blake, uh, rant honorable mentions. I've got nothing on nothing. either side. Roy, rant honorable mentions. First of all, I get to do honorable mentions first. No, he was last this week. Yeah, but we agreed that he doesn't ever get to go first. <laughs> Did we? Was this an agreement? It was your role. When? That like was an agreement. Ago, yes, you've already fell back with your role. I don't have any more rants. I actually just, I had five for the week and I had just enough to get all three in. Alright, so I have two left. Um, it's going to be the finish to the, the tag match on SmackDown. I don't understand why Bailey attacks Sasha after they both take the pin. Basically, and it's the same thing they did at the pay-per-view. They basically took both of them out at the same time, and that was just annoying. Um, I do love that we got what we got out of it. I just thought the finish to the match itself was, if anything, have Sasha take that pin and Bailey get pissed. Um, so then my other one is going to be fucking Rhea Ripley. Like, that was almost cringeworthy to watch. Like, whatever the hell's been going on the last couple of weeks, and then she's just... She's finally back to her aggressive side, just out of nowhere. Somebody like, posted a video on Reddit, and I've talked before about her jacket grab. They showed a video where she was making a save on Bianca Belair. Charlotte's beating her down. She comes out, stops at the ramp, still does her full taunt first. Does the little step thing, the jacket grab, everything. Meanwhile, Bianca Belair is still in the ring getting the hell beat out of her. I, yeah. It, I, I have, I have no, nothing for this whole cage match that for next week. I don't have anything either. Ripley, unfortunately, just has been ruined. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's been, a lot of it has ruined. been self-inflicted. What did you just say? Ruined. Ruined. Ruined? Ruined. <laughs> All right. Roy, honorable mentions for Rave. Wait, why don't I go first? I was just kidding. You go first, please. I actually don't have any. Okay. Uh, Randy Orton talking to Alistair Black before the match. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. I love that Kevin Owens got defeated. So quickly and decisively as he should. Bullshit. Um, I did have a retribution on the, the rave side. Not so much for their involvement on Raw. Just in general, I like having a, a story that goes week to week. Candice LeRae inviting Knox over for dinner. It's just a small thing. I thought it was kind of cool. MJF thought he did look great. I like the same thing as you, but I also like the beatdown at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Sami Zayn asking for a manager was hilarious. <laughs> He said, who was the floor manager? Damn, I meant to write that down. You missed That's that a one? Good one. Yeah. Damn, yeah. And he gets on the microphone. It's not in your notes. Great. Sammy continues to kill it. Was it in the graphic? Was it in the graphic? Not in your notes? Great. <laughs> um, the lunchbox swap on SmackDown was pretty funny. That is genius. That's the safest place to keep your contract because nobody's going to go after your, your little lunchbox. Can we, can we talk about that? Yeah, we can. 
I'm starting to feel like Otis is not cashing that briefcase in for the main title. They're easy to be like, well, cash it in for the tag. Yeah. And we're going to be like, that is so stupid. It is stupid. But I do not see a path for Otis. And there's been no tease of him. And, and having that like little briefcase, I swore like that was Otis's. Like Otis has a mini briefcase and he has, or not Otis, that was Tucker's. And my first thought was, oh my God, they're going to have Otis cash in with Tucker for the tag team titles. I really think that's the route they're going to go. Do you guys think so? or I don't know where they're going, but I can see that happening, and I can see me being very upset. We about actually it. talked about that being a possibility if you around the time of the Money in the Bank, if you guys remember. Yeah, it would definitely be disappointing. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You know, no. you have a shot to do, and, and you know how they're going to position it. It's going to be Otis going, oh, man, I... I really care about us as a tag team and blah, 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 blah. Let's go for it. No. No. You, so, be selfish. To, with To touch on this, Morrison taking the briefcase originally, I was like, this man really thinks he owns this. And I had a lot of fun with that. But I, I kept too. saying to myself, I'm like, that's not how that works. And then they're backstage and Miz is like, that's not how that works. Like, Morrison can sell anything because yes. he just has such a carefree attitude. Like, we all look at it as... You're a fool. Like it doesn't work that way. He's smiling. He's happy. Right. He's got a contract for the title. Everything's great in John Morrison's world. The best part was he the, was still okay with having a sandwich. The best yeah, part was the sandwich. the sandwich. And Mitch's like, no, you're not eating that. Like, no. <laughs> um. The so yeah, the lunchbox, uh, the women's tag match. I did like, and I liked the finish. We had Shayna get the win over both. Now we had Nia get the win over both, and there was enough in the match. Where I could see why Bailey would be frustrated. She's tired of not being two belts Bailey. She's she's tired of it. Um, so that still makes sense to me. And I thought it was good spotlight for Nia. Because the te- team definitely seemed one-sided after mm-hmm. that title match. So this was good for her. And then last, but certainly not least. Mauro Ronaldo is out. And baby Wade Barrett is in. Am I the only one excited for this? I'm excited for Wade Barrett. I like Wade now listen, but Let's, I love Mama Mia. He's already pissed. Anyway, at the pay-per-view, there was a moment, did you guys catch, where Adam Cole was coming to the ring, and Wade Barrett's like, this guy comes to the ring, he's got yellow and black armbands, and he goes, boom, I love this guy. <laughs> Hilarious. Who was it? Beth Phoenix. She's like, oh, maybe a little biased there, but still, absolutely hilarious. All right, uh, so... My uh, honorable mentions are going to be the street fight on NXT. I thought that was really good. Um, I, for whatever reason, love the idea of having a forklift at ringside. <laughs> that was just awesome to me. Always tip your forklift driver. You're right. Um, the eight-man tag match on AEW with uh, Jurassic Express Young Bucks versus Private Party and... What the f- see? I always oh, do this with tag matches. I'm I'm done. I I, I can't really I can't do. help you no more. Oh, it was uh, that's why because I don't give a shit about SCU. Um, wow, that's why I forgot about it. Uh, best move Scorpio Sky ever ever made was getting out of there. Uh, <laughs> Is he out of there for real, uh, dude? They don't ever mention him. They mention him yeah. as a singles competitor. SCU. So you know Christopher Daniels alone. So catchy. Get the hell out of here. Um, so. I, I loved Dolph Ziggler versus Keith Lee. I thought that match was awesome. I It was, but... I'm about to turn this microphone uh, off. Oh, my God. What, what was, was wrong that with awesome? This? Oh, that's right. Dolph lost. Sorry. 
And then my last one is yes, a, and everybody knew that. If you yeah. book Dolph Ziggler versus that fucking Meowth plush right there, guarantee you Meowth that plush. Meowth is tapping him out within thirty seconds. He's really gonna turn. No, him no, Meowth's no, a bitch anyway. No, here's the <laughs> here's the issue though, is Dolph Ziggler was looking really good on Raw Underground, and you were he was starting to recover. Who good for big man throw around? Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, it, it okay, was. Okay, anyway, I thought the match was good. Dolph Ziggler, no matter if he wins or loses, the match is usually really good. That's true. The biggest so, of his career, I'm sure. Anyway, so I mean, is that our fault for coming in and going, uh, "Easy Keith Lee win"? I'm not that interested. Yes, because every NXT star that comes up faces Corbin in a long feud or Ziggler in or a Ziggler. quick squash. Yeah. And, and we've seen that on repeat for a long time. My last one is Rollins and Dominic again. I just, I love that Dominic gets his ass kicked lately, but he still puts up a fight every time. He's, I think he's overachieved, honestly. I think he was, he's exceeded a lot of expectations. It was weird to me that he was in position to have a WWE title shot. That, that was, was little, weird. It was a little odd uh, to me. A big part of me was hoping this is where Dominic <laughs> snuck out the win just to lose in the, the four-way. But for some reason, I wanted that to happen. Uh, we need we need to see Seth versus Ray's daughter next week oh, for Jesus sure. Do- oh, it's going to be a, uh, a handicap match. Dominic and Ray's daughter versus Seth. Or, or just have a battle for custody for the daughter. Oh, my God. Okay. This is getting a little <laughs> out of hand here. All right. So, this week. In last place, with negative six, they deserve it. Is Raw? That's two weeks in a row that they've had negative six. And your winner, and still the champion, AEW. 